Thank you for listening to this podcast that is part of a series dedicated to the Impact Investing Week of Fonds News and Investment Officer. My name is Marije Groen, and in this episode, engagement is a powerful way to have a positive impact on society and the environment. But how can investors unlock impact potential with SDG-focused engagement? And in what way does it add value for companies and for investors? That's what I'll discuss today with Alix Folono. Alix leads the engagement strategy and sustainable research efforts for the UBS Impact Strategy, leveraging the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Alix, welcome. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, before we dive into today's topic, Alix, uh, I'd like to present to you three statements uh, to which you may answer only by answering yes or no. And afterwards, you may comment on one of the statements. Are you ready? I am. Okay, great. Let's kick it off. First statement, positive impact and financial return go hand in hand. No, not necessarily. (laughs) One word, no. Okay, a second statement, active engagement boosts financial and non-financial performance. Yes. Yes. And statement number three, engagement is always better than divestment. No. Okay. Now you may pick one to comment on. Which one do you pick? Okay, I pick the second one. Um, Active engagement boosts financial and non-financial performance. Tell me. Um, I I do really believe in that strongly. And I'm going to give you an example. So, If we are engaging with a company, pushing it to put extra effort in increasing diversity in the workforce, so we're trying to uh, support SDG number five, gender equality. But also, if the company achieves that, um, that really can stimulate innovation, um, good decision-making, make it a good place to, um, to work for. And so all of that will benefit the company financially in the long term. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for clarifying that. Um, Now, one of the big debates among impact investors is whether listed equity investments can really help meet those SDGs that we mentioned in the beginning. What do you say to investors who don't consider listed equities an impact investing asset class? Well, the way I think about it is uh, to think about the investment gap to finance the SDGs. So it's about three trillion dollar per year that is is missing. So it's about nine ten percent of the world financial assets that are needed to finance um, impactful projects, enterprises, companies with impactful outcomes. And so, um, if we think about the share of listed equities in that total invested assets, and also the liquidity accessibility of the asset. And, and the footprint of listed companies, yeah. I really believe that equities have to be part of the solution. A lot could be more with listed equities. Right. So, so let's, let's talk a bit more about your engagement uh, strategy. Uh, and maybe as a first question, is there a difference in approach in engagement between impact and responsible investing? Uh, yes, I think so. So historically... Um, in responsible investing, engagement was mainly focused on managing risks uh, versus engagement in impact investing is all about affecting positive change. So being impactful as an investor, influencing for positive outcome rather than managing downside risk. 
Okay, so if we then look at your UBS Engage for Impact uh, equity strategy, how important is engagement with investee companies in creating that impact through listed equities? It, it's really a fundamental part of our approach. So it's tying to the concept of additionalities, which is one of the conditions for an investment to qualify as impact. So uh, when we're making an investment decision, we are allocating capital to listed companies whose product and services have a positive impact. That's a selection criteria for, for our strategy. Um, but with engagement, we're really trying to move the needle. We, we're trying to, to make a difference with our investment. So that, that's really why uh, engagement is central to, to our approach. Right. And, and I believe that your strategy consists of three different uh, categories. Uh, influence for impact is one of them. Then we have push to strive and we have redress and direct. Uh, and maybe you could help us, Alex, just take us through the philosophy behind all this. Yes. So that is the way we classify our impact investment cases. So most specifically, that's the type of engagement relationship a company is falling in um, in our in our portfolio. So with influence for impact, we're trying to influence companies on one or two uh, SDG-related goals. We're looking for very specific outcomes, and it's by far the largest category in the portfolio. Then in the push to strive category, these are the companies that are already um, that already have a very good sustainability profile. And our engagement aims to really raise the bar. Um, we are pushing those leaders to level up. And it's just about one or two companies in the strategy. And then the third category, redress and direct. It's really about those companies where we identify issues with the business model, capital allocation, governance, sustainability strategies. So the engagement is really pushing for more drastic, holistic changes across the organization. And again, that's a sort of minority um, of companies in the portfolio, maybe 10% of the portfolio. Right. So you apply sort of different levels of engagement there. How do you keep a balance in engagement between those various SDGs that you, you target as a company? Well, with engagement, uh, we're really trying um, to, to tackle what we call the operational SDGs. So meaning the SDGs that companies can impact within their own operations. So SDG number five, gender equality, SDG number eight, decent work, or SDG number 13, climate action. And um, the way we approach engagement is that we identify targets with a bottom-up approach. So that's really looking at each company's risks and opportunities. And we leverage our own framework, which maps um, relevant SDGs uh, per, per industry group. So really, we don't um, have top-down SDG targets. It's really coming from our own analysis of each company's risks and, and opportunities. Okay. And, and you've also joined, I believe, uh, several uh, engagement initiatives, uh, such as, for example, uh, Climate Action 100. Uh, what is it that you achieve with these initiatives that you cannot maybe do on your own? Yes. Yeah, so these approaches are really complementary. So we're just referring to our bottom-up approach to identify SDG engagement goals, per investment case. But at the same time, UBS has top engagement priorities, for example, climate change, risk mitigation, energy transition. And we often decide to tackle these kind of issues in a collaborative manner with other asset managers and asset owners, like with Climate Action 100+. 
So these groups are really influential, extremely visible, and they enable changes in practices at industry level. So they are extremely effective to tackle systemic risk like climate change. So it's the power of multiple that does more than what you can do on your own, right? Exactly. And when we translate that engagement more on, on a company level, um, do, do you work out a separate engagement strategy for each company that you work with in the portfolio of your UBS uh, Engage for Impact Equity strategy? Or do you bundle them? Uh, yes, so each company has its own engagement goals. So when we look at a company as a candidate for the portfolio, we will um, identify an impact investment case that includes financial and non-financial uh, consideration and uh, what specific engagement goals uh, we could set with that company uh, for the portfolio. Right. Now, I, I read that you claim to be responsible for already some positive changes uh, at various companies that you're, you're working with. So uh, tell me, Alex, how do you know that you've set really the change in motion? So how do you measure that or how do you perceive mm -hmm. that? So we have supported many companies in changing their practices, but we are um, we want to stay really humble in the sense that we know other investors are pushing for changes as well. And society and regulatory pressure are playing out at the same time. Um, so we think that we played a significant role um, and we track our engagement and track the outcomes. Uh, but this is also the result of, um, of the ecosystem of investors and consumers and regulators. Right. Now, I can imagine that sometimes that just doesn't work, right? Engagement does not work. So if you perceive that, what, what do you do? What are next steps? Uh, well, we have tools to escalate engagement. Um, so sometimes we send letters to the board of directors where uh, our engagement with top executives hasn't yielded any results. We can vote against um, some items at the general meeting of shareholders. But if we believe we can't progress on our engagement with a company, then we will exit that position. Okay, so then you just you exclude that company from your, uh, from your portfolio. We, we sell that company from up for you, yes. Right, right. Um, so Alex, we're, we're coming at the end of the podcast and um, to, to round it off, I have one more question. Uh, if we look ahead, if we look at the next and the upcoming decade, how do you think that engagement will continue to develop? Well, I can really see a polarization of engagement action, uh, meaning that the collaborative engagement efforts on systemic global risks like climate change will continue to grow in size, number and influence. But at the same time, active investors will continue to sort of tactfully preach um, for very um, selected idiosyncratic changes behind the scene, but also uh, with great influence. Um, so, yes, really what I can imagine in a decade will be a polarization of these extremes. Right. And, and on which end of these extremes will UBS be? Well, I think we will definitely play out on both. Um, UBS is really ready to be more um, active out there and take positions as a group on sustainability issues and, and leverage the entire um, a platform of, of invested assets. And at the same time, we... Uh, definitely gaining in expertise and experience uh, within our investment teams to lead those more company-specific engagement cases. So um, we are definitely level up, leveling up on, on both sides. Right, a, com a combination of both. Thank you so much, Alex, for your time. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you. 
I would like to thank today's guest, Alix Folonot, for her time and her insights. This podcast about unlocking value and creating impact with SDG-focused engagement is offered to you by UBS Asset Management. It was recorded as part of a series dedicated to the Impact Week of Fonts News and Investment Officer. For more podcasts, please visit fontsevent.nl forward slash podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about SDG-focused engagement, please check out the UBS Asset Management website, ubs.com slash global slash en slash collections slash sustainable intermediate dash investing. Thank you for listening. Disclaimer. For marketing and information purposes by UBS. For professional clients or qualified investors only. UBS funds under Luxembourg, Swiss, German and Irish law. Before investing in a product, please read the latest prospectus carefully and thoroughly. The information and opinions contained in this document have been compiled, or arrived at, based upon information obtained from sources believed to be reliable and in good faith, but is not guaranteed as being accurate, nor is it a complete statement or summary of the securities, markets or developments referred to in the document. Members of the UBS group may have a position in, and may make a purchase and or sale of any of the securities or other financial instruments mentioned in this document. Units of UBS funds mentioned herein may not be eligible for sale in all jurisdictions or to certain categories of investors and may not be offered, sold or delivered in the United States. The information mentioned herein is not intended to be construed as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or related financial instruments. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. The performance shown does not take account of any commissions and costs charged when subscribing to and redeeming units. Commissions and costs have a negative impact on performance. If the currency of a financial product or financial service is different from your reference currency, the return can increase or decrease as a result of currency fluctuations. This information pays no regard to the specific or future investment objectives, financial or tax situation or particular needs of any specific recipient. The details and opinions contained in this document are provided by UBS without any guarantee or warranty and are for the recipient's personal use and information purposes only. This document may not be reproduced, redistributed or republished for any purpose without the written permission of UBS Asset Management Switzerland AG or a local affiliated company. Source for all data and charts, if not indicated otherwise, UBS Asset Management. This document contains statements that constitute forward-looking statements, including, but not limited to, statements relating to our future business development. While these forward-looking statements represent our judgments and future expectations concerning the development of our business, a number of risks, uncertainties and other important factors could cause actual developments and results to differ materially from our expectations. More explanations of financial terms can be found at ubs.com slash am-glossary. Copyright UBS 2021.